You're listening to the Astrophotography Podcast. Capture the night sky. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Astrophotography Podcast. My name is Steve from Ontario Telescope and Accessory. Uh, in the past, you've probably heard from Astro Backyard. Uh, Trevor's not on this one again, and uh, I'm going to ask you guys to start petitioning him to come back on. Um, but he's been really busy. I'm sure a lot of you follow his stuff, and you can see a madman when it comes to putting out some great content and a lot of it is really good. I have a very special guest with, with me today, a uh, very good friend of mine. Uh, we've known each other ever since I started uh, my business. His is Greg, Greg Bragg from Celestron. Uh, you might remember him from a previous episode when we had first started out, um, going back two years. But um, Greg, thanks for being on the show today, and I'll let you give yourself a bit of an introduction, if you don't mind. Hey, thanks, Steve. I appreciate it very much. Uh, has it been a really two and a half years since we did that last podcast? <laughs> yeah, I think it was like episode wow. five or six or something like that. Man. Yeah, it was. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that was a lot of fun too. That was a long one. It, it went on for. Uh, um, I think we ended up making it a, a two parter. I'm just gonna chow. <laughs> and, for myself. I, I can tell um, you exactly why. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, 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 we, I think we both yes, know why. And I think most people <laughs> listening will know why, too. But it was... Yeah. It was great. It was... Um, let me find quick. I should have no, pulled this I'll up. I'll keep talking forward. while you're looking. So, so... Yeah. Oh, here we go. It was episode... Sorry, it was episode okay. 10 and 11. And it was posted... Yeah. So well, two years ago. It has been that long, so, man. Yeah, yeah. that's surprising. Yeah, well, as Steve mentioned, we're old friends. Uh, you know, we started together when I was working at Explore Scientific. Uh, Steve inquired about coming to work for, you know, becoming a dealer for Explore Scientific. And um, we immediately hit it off and, you know, have been, uh, remained friends ever since. Um, I mentioned I was with Explore Scientific. I was with them from... 2013 until uh, 2018, um, and before that I was with Mead Instruments. I was with Mead for seven years, two years as an independent rep taking care of uh, dealers in the southeast, and uh, and then went to work for them in 07, uh, and then um, now as of November of last year, I, I started with Celestron. So um, my primary responsibility is the what we call the specialty channel. It's dealers that uh, do mostly serious amateur astronomy equipment uh, for uh, you know their consumers, and uh, have been doing that um, you know since I started with with Mead in '05. But before that, I worked in a camera store in uh, Jacksonville, Florida, and we put telescopes in our store to become a telescope retailer. And I I got my first chance to look through a telescope uh, in eight, in 1983. And, um, of course, as many people do, got to look at Saturn for the first time, and that's what got me. So that's why I'm still here. That's why I still am involved in the, in the industry and in the hobby. Uh, I have multiple telescopes of my own. Uh, one thing I haven't done yet, which is uh, just based on my uh, work requirement, I haven't gotten into imaging. And I know that's one of the things I will eventually get into when I have more time to do it. But... Um, I really enjoy what I do, and it's become a, a real passion as well. That, that That's the one thing that really surprises me, Greg, is that you haven't gotten the imaging, and you have a photography I background. Did. Right. <laughs> and, and, 
you haven't put camera to scope my, yet. My fear and, is that uh, I will do just like everybody else does. I'll become totally absorbed by it, and I will never have any free time. When when we're going to yeah. talk a little bit about star parties as we get into to our conversation here, but my job at a star yeah. party is primarily to show off our product, and because you're doing that, really from morning to you know one or two in the uh, um, the next morning. I find it's really hard to dedicate any time to doing that. And because that's one of my really most exciting things to do is star parties, I want to talk to as many people as I possibly can, get to know a lot of people. I've made so many great friends over the years doing star parties that you know you, you, you just really don't want to take the time to dive into imaging while you're there, showing off telescopes and eyepieces and that kind of stuff. So that's really the reason I haven't done it. And when I'm home, um, I, I get outside occasionally with my telescope, but not as much as I would like to. And that's another reason I haven't dived into the imaging part. Well, there, there's still time. No. And, uh, you know, it, I, if, if you've been to any of the larger star parties, even the smaller ones, I mean, you've probably seen Greg there or, or him and, and uh, I just look through a scope that he, he's, uh, he's demonstrating. Uh, and. You know, we'll talk about. I want to talk about Star. That's the one up here, local to me. Um, and uh, I, Greg, I've seen you there. You know, you go from uh, twelve o'clock in the afternoon, times earlier, right, right to like eleven o'clock at night, midnight, showing the scopes and and showing up. Well, some people have never looked through any, uh, looked through a scope before, and they get this amazing view of. So I remember, I remember one time. Uh, a couple of years ago, I were there. There was um, uh, a group of teenagers that came through and looked through a, a yeah, six-inch uh, scope, yeah. and, and you, you showed them uh, you showed them Saturn, and they were all in, all in awe of it. And, and I get that oh, too. Even yeah. Saturn, it's one of those spectacular objects yeah. to look at. Everybody and, that, and, uh, that's listening to us right now, that's involved in outreach, uh, has that same you know goosebump feeling when someone sees an object for the first time through an eyepiece you, you know you you get a thrill out of it and the and the person at the eyepiece gets you know a big thrill out of it too so i think that's one of the reasons we do what we do is because of that you know i think mm -hmm. that's, that's a real yeah, that's a real important aspect to me uh to you know to help people learn about the hobby help people learn about the equipment and then, and then, you know, get their reaction when they see the first object they've ever seen through a telescope. You know, even if it's the moon, people don't realize how beautiful the moon is. You know, so even something Absolutely. simple as that makes it Absolutely. so so uh, uh, rewarding. You know. Yeah. So we're going to talk about uh, on this episode is um, star parties, right? And and Greg has been to a lot. Uh, he kept the log. <laughs> counted them all up and I'll let him tell you that number um, but uh, uh, you, you've been to Starfest I think you're off there uh, four times five it, times it's, uh, it's uh, actually five official times I've been six times but five times to demonstrate product for manufacturers I've worked for I've been with Mead to demonstrate product there I've been with Explore Scientific to demonstrate product there and I've been to um, um, the first one I ever went to was when I was just starting with Mead and I came to Canada to call on some of the dealers and one of the dealers took me to, to the Starfest event to, to just kind of get a feel for what it was like. 
and uh, I was mm. impressed right away. It was a big party. At one time, I think Starfest was one of the top ten in the whole world in terms of attendance. And and I know Probably. I know I've been there a few times when there's been over six or seven hundred people. So uh, it's it's a good one. Yeah. It's a very good one. It's it, one of my favorites actually. Yeah, Fest is the largest star party in Canada. Um, it's it's put by a, a club in Toronto uh, called the North York Astronomy Association, the NYAA. Uh, great uh, group of people, um, and they do a fantastic job. That you know, it's a serious event, right? Large, uh, large tent, uh, great door price. Um, the the grounds are are good. The grounds have been upgraded over the years as well, right? New facilities. Um, and it, uh, I've been going since 2018 every year uh, myself. And actually, I go there. I, I go back to the same grounds um, throughout the year because it's just a great place to to do some imaging. Um, so it, it, but yeah, it, you know, t talk to us about Starfest. Talk to us about star parties, Greg. You've been to a lot of them, and and tell us about in and outs what you should be preparing yourself for and. Diff and the, the, the different parties, some of your, your favorite ones, and, and what to expect. Yeah, you, you told me we had a couple of hours for this call, so I hope people are ready for this. No, I'm not only joking. <laughs> <laughs> we, we could probably do, what, four or five, six Yeah, exactly. Um, so, uh, yeah. as Steve mentioned, I have a log, and, and I, I have gone back and double-checked to make sure this is not, you know, um, baloney. This is real deal. I've been to 103 star parties. Um, I don't know if anybody uh, uh, other than those in the manufacturing world that could say they've been to more than 50 or 60, but uh, I, I, I do believe I hold the record for, for most star parties. <laughs> Sounds reasonable. Yeah, in the U.S. and Canada, I've been to a star party in Japan as well. Um, that was a very unique experience because it's not like we do it in the United States or in, in Canada. Um, but yeah, I've been to um, probably the, the most uh, event uh, is Winter Star Party. I've been going to Winter Star Party since 2004. Um, I've been every year, but I think two uh, since then. And uh, so that's probably the one I've been to the most uh, events at. There's also a local one near me. Uh, I'm based out of Atlanta, Georgia. It's called the Peach State Stargaze. I've been there eight or nine times. Um, uh, but yeah, Starfest is probably one of my top five. Uh, it is a great uh, location. It's in a very dark uh, area, dark sky area. The facilities are fantastic. They put up a big, huge circus uh, tent to do seminars and um, you know uh, meet and greets with people where they talk about different subjects uh, involved in astronomy, like uh, imaging and uh, double star. You know, I mean, there's people that are experts in every little field in this hobby, so they get a lot of those experts to come and talk uh, to the group about that kind of stuff. Yeah, I, I was going to say that the, the tent that you're remembering, Greg, oh, really? they've upgraded it. It's even bigger. It's bigger, it's taller. Um, uh, it... it, it it, it's quite impressive, actually. Last time uh, what, was what 2017, so it's been a couple of years since I was there. Uh, I do plan to go back again this year, so I can't wait to see what they've done. Uh, it, it's the reason I go. Uh, you know, I was uh, like I said, I made a trip up there to visit some dealers. 
uh, back in um, 08, and one of the dealers took me out there because it was happening while I was there, and I didn't even know about it. But I, I went around that that property, and it's it's quite large. I mean, it could probably hold 2,000 people if they wanted to. Uh, it's got little rolling hills. It's got um, great access to every part of that field. Um, it's There's a tree line, but the trees are not in any uh, shape or form you know obstructing the view of every north south east and west part of the sky people yep. i think the people are what makes it the most enjoyable to me i i can't i can't count without spending a, an additional amount of time but i have so many friends that i've met at that event over the years that uh, i continue to stay in touch with on a regular basis uh, I, you know, I, I, I just found that to be probably the most interesting part about that event itself. Um, not to mention that they're very hardcore enthusiasts. Uh, I, I remember meeting a, a young girl at the time. I think she was 16 or 17. My, when I went my first time with this dealer to, to look at the property and stuff, and she came up to me and she said, do you, do you know who I am? And I said, no. And she said, about six years ago, I won a Mead telescope. And uh, she was getting ready to be a, like a junior in high school or something. And she says, because of that telescope, I'm going on to become a astrophysicist. And I went, what? Are wow. you serious? Uh, I've met her dad since then there a couple of times. She's now out of college. Um, I don't know what she's doing, but I believe she's probably doing what she said she was going to do. That's she was amazing. really, really cool. Um, but I, I, um, I, I really think the, the, um, the way they treat the vendors, the way they, um, uh, you know, being a manufacturer, we're considered a vendor. And I think the way they treat the vendors uh, is probably the best of any star party I go to. They make sure we're, you know, we're happy. We have what we need. They give us tables and chairs. They make power. power. They make it so we don't have to work as you know hard as some of the other places we go because the inconveniences that are there. Uh, they make it really convenient, right. and it's just an enjoyable place to go. Plus, there's some great dealers in the Canada area that I've always enjoyed working with. Steve is, uh, you know, one of those dealers, and uh, and and it it makes it just a really really great place to go well what would uh um what would you recommend you know when who's ever been to best what can they expect and you mentioned that you've got the views all the tree line is, is fairly low nothing's going to be obstructed but what's one thing that you think stands out that people should be be aware of um, there's a couple of things if you're gonna camp it's ideal for that they have you know uh, facilities uh, they have uh, a swimming pool <laughs> they have uh, night clean restrooms yeah, and true. washers and dryers um, <clears throat> those, those things you don't find it at many star parties at all so that's a big plus I, I also think that the skies are really good there um, the the weather has always been pretty good. I think the first time I went, we had a couple of rainy days, uh, but generally, you know, you go four or five days for this event most of the time. And um, mm -hmm. there's been a, a, a couple of times where it's been rainy and cloudy, 
but only for a couple of days. So you still get a couple of days of good, nice, uh, nice clear skies. Uh, once we had a tornado come through the area, which, you know, you wouldn't want to wish that upon anybody. People had it over <laughs> and stuff that. like that, but it wasn't, it wasn't super bad, thank goodness. Um, but uh, generally, the sky is really nice and clear. The, the skies are transparent. There is some dew up there at the time of year we go. It's usually in, you know, late July or early August. Um, but I, I do, I do feel like the uh, the skies are great. Um, I don't, I don't know about the border rating and all that kind of stuff. I've never really paid attention to that. Um, you know, I just want to look at stuff through a telescope and regardless of the seeing and transparency, you still get a chance to do that in those guys, you know, so it's pretty good. Yeah. You mentioned, you mentioned, and uh, Southern Ontario is pretty humid through the summer anyways. Um, I remember a couple of years ago, the humidity was so high and the dew was horrible uh, because it, it would be in August is when the this typically takes place. So the nights will be cooler. You're almost, I remember one night, you're almost better off just taking up a bucket yeah. of water and pouring it on your scope, just getting yeah. it over with. Um, uh, so you, need, you do need to have some good uh, dew heaters going and uh, uh, fire everything up, make it on um, before it starts yeah. to get dark because once the dew sun, the gremlins start yeah. coming out. Um, yeah, so Greg, tell me about some star parties in the U.S. and what what they're like and and what people can expect well, at, working, start, at those. Yeah, ones. working for a manufacturer has allowed me the opportunity to, to see a lot of uh, different parts of the country and be able to, you know, go to the northeast and the southeast and the midwest and the central part of the country, the western part of the country, even, you know, southern California and all the way up to Washington State. So I've been able to go to, you know, a, a whole variety of different locations. Uh, I will tell you that one of my favorite uh, things to do at a star party is to, uh, you know, once you get your night vision uh, in its proper position and you are able to, uh, you know, see the Milky Way and those kinds of things, the, my favorite thing to do is to see if I can see my shadow from the, the glow of the Milky Way. And I, I've, I've only been able to do that about five or six times. So that to me is an indication of how really nice and crisp the sky is when you know it's clear and the the Milky Way is booming beautifully above uh, above you, and I, I've I've only been right. able to do that about five times, and and oddly enough I've been able to do that in different parts of the country. Usually people think that where there's low humidity, um, the you know the 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 te- the humidity is very dry, and the fact that you're in a high al- uh, altitude or something like that, you get the best skies. It, it is mostly true, but not totally true. Uh, I've seen my shadow from the Milky Way at uh, a place in Pennsylvania called Black Forest. It's actually, uh, they do one in the spring and one in the fall. The one in the spring is called Cherry Springs Star Party. It's actually held at a place called Cherry Springs uh, State Park. And then the one in the fall is called Black Forest. And I've been able to right. see my shadow and the Milky Way from that location. It is about four or five thousand feet in, a, in altitude, uh, but it's on the eastern United States, and it's usually very, very uh, moist. You know, humidity is usually pretty bad. So that's a really, really great place to to uh, do some stargazing. And that usually has three or four hundred people at it. 
the nice thing about it, it's, it's, its altitude is above a, a little city that's down below uh, called uh, Cowderfest. And uh, if you don't camp, you can get a hotel close by. Um, yeah, so um, it's not it's not very you know it's 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 pretty convenient if you if you don't have the ability to camp. So you can just show up there. If you get a hotel room, you can go back and forth. It's only eight or nine miles away to the Star Party site, and that um, and that elevation, uh, the location gives you the ability to to not have any light dome from the nearby cities, which happens when it's relatively flat. So that's a really good place. Right. Um, I've also seen my my shadow in the Milky Way at the Texas Star Party, which is uh, one of the bigger star parties in the United States. Uh, I'd say it's probably the number one or number two, depending on the year, star party in the United States in terms of, of population, people that go to that event. Uh, the one the one thing about the Texas Star Party that I'm not crazy about is is their um, it's held on a ranch. It's actually a working ranch. And that, that okay. ranch is a little stingy when it comes to sharing power, uh, having um, you know the facilities. Although they they have nice facilities, but but because of the number of people and it's a working ranch, it doesn't really to me take care of you know five or six or seven hundred people. Um, but the the people there are great. I like the people. I've always uh, had a good time there. The skies are really good, and since it's a southern uh, United States location, you get a chance to see some southern hemisphere objects like Eta Carina and stuff like that. So that's pretty Oh, that's really yeah, nice. I like that aspect of yeah. it. Another great star party where I've seen my um, shadow from the Milky Way is uh, a little event in Northern California called the Golden State Star Party. I've been there uh, four times. Um, twice I took my, my, uh, ch- my children, my boys. Um, one time I took my oldest. The next time I took my youngest. The ranch owners that own the facility where the um, party is held are, are the nicest people in the world. They have a, a family of like five. Uh, they have hay fields everywhere. They they uh, have cattle. They actually took both my boys at different times on uh, a dude ride through the rivers and and oh, herding cool. cows and stuff like that. So they had a blast doing that. But that's a, a, a an elevation of about four thousand feet, and from there you can see uh, the um, the top of Mount Shasta, which is about seventy five miles away. So that's a beautiful view. Uh, makes for a beautiful sunset. Sun setting in the west, it sets behind Mount Shasta, and it re- really is a pretty cool place to go. Uh, talking about re- you know really uh, limited facilities, they don't have power on their field. And they bring in a trailer with showers. So if you're camping there, um, you have to wait in line to take a shower or go to the bathroom. Uh, they do they do not have power on the field, so you have to either have uh, they bring generators so you can charge your batteries and stuff like that during the day, which works out fine. But you you really no. can't run laptops or your cell phone all day without having some sort of other uh, power device to make sure those are you know usable. So that's a little hard on the vendors. Uh, they don't get that many vendors, so that's another reason I like it because usually I'm only one or two, one of one or two vendors there to uh, show off our product, and that's a really you know a really good thing for you know having a sort of an exclusive to the whole group you know where you can just show your stuff. Right. 
Um, but that's a really, really flat field. It's really great. There's no trees within, I would guess, a few miles. So you have no blockage of the horizon. You can see, you know, horizon to horizon every direction. And it's a really good dark sky. The convenient thing about the Golden State Star Party is there are two hotels within two or three miles of the Star Party. So I've always stayed in a hotel there. Uh, it's called the Bieber Motel. Do a little shout out for my friends at the Bieber Motel. Uh, it's Very about, cool. um, I don't know, 15 or 20 rooms in that in that motel. And uh, right across the street is a little uh, cafe that's got great food. And I know the people that run that one. One night at the Golden State Star Party, they joined me at the Star Party event, and we stayed up all night till the sun came up. And then I got to go back to the cafe and, and cook breakfast for everybody. So that was fun. <laughs> yeah. I know that story. You yeah, telling it's me a long about time it. ago. That's very probably, cool. Uh, probably four years ago, I guess. But um, so my face. I, I think I think I remember seeing a video. Yeah, we did a, had a video of me cooking breakfast in there in there. I remember that. I remember yeah. watching um, uh, uh, Scott yep. was was recording That's everything. Right. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> I remember watching you cook at, cooking at yeah. the grill. I got two more favorite star parties, and and I'm saving the best U.S. one for the last. But there's a little star party in a town called El Dorado, Texas, called the El Dorado Star Party. Uh, again, this is on a ranch. This is owned by. Uh, Stan Meter and his family they've owned the ranch for hundreds of years apparently it's been passed down through their family uh, yeah cool. they they have um, uh, made their ranch into sort of a destination place it's got a beautiful little lodge uh, a nice you know back patio with a big barbecue grill and every Friday during that event the family always cooks dinner for the group it's very small it's about 150 people mostly and uh, the, the, the way they take care of us is like we're, we're part of their family. And uh, again, I've met so many great people there. I started going there. My first time there was in 09, just after uh, my, my uh, visit to the um, Starfest. But uh, I actually got to stay in their family house. Uh, it's, it's called the Round House. It's a, an, on a piece of property that's just down from the Star Party site. And it's a truly a roundhouse handmade by one of his, you know, prior family members, grandfather, great grandfather, something like that. Uh, it's beautiful. You wake up in the morning, there's, you know, deer around and it's just amazingly beautiful. Yeah. It's cool. uh, one, of, one of my favorite places to stay. Uh, I don't get it every year. I've, I've been able to get it a couple of times, but I've been to that Star Party six times as well. And, um, I like going because it's a small group, and again, I'm usually the only vendor there, and that helps me uh, communicate my product, you know, to to that group a little easier, and it helps me connect with those people a lot easier. It's another place where I've seen my shadow in the Milky Way. It's a really, really dark place. The negative about this place is if you can't get the roundhouse, which I've gotten a couple of times, and they do have some little lodges as well, but they're usually rented for years in advance. You have to drive to Sonora, which is about 40 minutes away. That's the closest hotel. Wow. That's a good thing, except on Friday nights during football season, you can see the lights from the football field <laughs> <laughs> at the star party site. <laughs> so, but I love that event. Wow. And then, and my favorite one is Okie Tex, and it is um, it's in uh, the Panhandle of Oklahoma. 
just to the western edge of that panhandle. It's only eight miles to New Mexico. It's only about 12 miles to Texas going south, and it's only about 15 miles to Colorado going north. So it's in a small little section. There's a town there called Kenton, Oklahoma. Kenton is a pop- has a population of 60 people. There are three churches, no grocery store, no gas station. <laughs> very interesting. The closest, <laughs> That's the close, yeah, very, very different. The closest city south, you actually have to go into New Mexico and then go south, is um, about 30 miles away. The next closest one, uh, you actually go, in, you know, back east uh, in the Panhandle to a town called Boise City. And Boise City was where the origination of the Dust Bowl was in the 20s. So it's a very small little town. Probably has a population of maybe 1,000, 1,200 people, something like that. Uh, And there's a couple of little motels there, and I always stay there. And it's about 45 miles away. It takes about 55 minutes to get back there. So imagine working from 11 in the morning until about midnight or 1 o'clock and then driving that, you know, 45 miles back to Boy City to, you know, rest your head on a pillow in a little tiny motel but it's worth doing because it's a beautiful beautiful site they are building a building right now to replace their circus tent like starfest had so hopefully that will be done by this year's okitex which is in september um and 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 we'll have uh, a real building uh with uh, the ability to do their seminars and presentations and stuff like that they have a small building now. It's kind of like a cafeteria. It's actually a church camp where this is held called Camp Billy Joe. And um, the um, facility has a restaurant uh, as well, you know, a kitchen rather, and a, and a dining hall, basically. They have a couple little small cabins. They have restrooms. They're small. Uh, but uh, a lot of people come there and camp, bring motorhomes and stuff like that. Because it's so isolated, you know, you, you want to go there and stay there if you can. Uh, because I, I can't really justify camping and everything else with all the other stuff I have to take. You know, I haven't sure. talked much about what I take, but I'll do that in a few minutes. But, but yeah. So I was going to ask. Yeah, oh, sorry, but, but Okie, Texas, uh, again, one of those places where I made an enormous amount of friends. Uh, the the guy that vendor coordinates uh, is one of the nicest guys in the world. He checks on me every day, make sure. You know, I've got what I need. They make sure power's good. They make sure I've got all the tables and chairs I need. They bring me water, make sure I'm hydrated. So they're really, really good That's to the cool. vendors there. And there's usually three or four uh, vendors there because it's about 500 and 550 people. Uh, at, I think, I think three years ago they were the largest in the United States. They kind of go back and forth with Texas Star Party as being the, the biggest. Uh, and that place, obviously, because of its location – I've seen my shadow from the Milky Way there at least three or four times. Yeah. That's really cool. So, you know, I'm looking at Boise City and, and uh, uh, El Dorado there. There's no airport, no. per se, you can fly into. Yeah. So you're driving. If, if, like, if somebody wants to go across the country or go into the U.S. Yeah. from Canada um, to attend one of these, you know, it, it, it's a journey. For sure. Yeah, would, sure. Right. Yeah. Um, so if they wanted to go to Okitex, right, where would there's they go? Air, there's an so, airport like, in Midland, Texas, um, that is um, 
about probably two and a half hours away. I've, I've done multiple things. I've flown into Oklahoma City. Many times I've driven. Um, when I worked for Scott at Explore Scientific, I would fly to Arkansas where his office was, and we would drive. And it's about 10 hours drive from Arkansas. We, we did it probably three times by car, maybe four times by car. Uh, it was you know okay. not a bad drive. It's just due east. I'm sorry, <laughs> due west of of due Arkansas, west, right. right? Due west of Arkansas, and you just drive a straight line, almost straight to the Star Party site, really. Um, but um, I've flown into Oklahoma City and gone there uh, to to the uh, Okitex event. I've flown into um, a place west of there, and now I'm, it's uh, escaping me where I actually went. Uh, somewhere in in New Mexico, I think. I forget which airport I went to, but even even those two airports were still four hours drive to okay. get there. So, uh, but but from what you're describing, the skies, yeah, sound like it's, it could be worth it is. Worth the trip. It, it really is. Um, I, I know um, we both know Dave Cotterell. Dave is a double star. Uh, I guess you could call him an expert. I, I think he expert. I would. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but he he has been to Okitex a few times, and he, if you want some real information about how to get there from where you guys are, uh, he might be the guy to ask because he's been down there a few times. Uh, he's also been. Well, what what get this posted? Then I'll uh, I'll, I'll send him a link and make sure yeah. he uh, he he hears a shout out, and then also maybe yeah. he can um, give there us some information go. on that like on the Facebook yeah, page. There you go. Um, that's really cool. There was something else I want to ask you. You know, <laughs> you mentioned Dave, and it completely slipped my mind. Um, oh, you take okay. So when you go to a star yep. party, right? You, you just don't go on your on your own. You yeah. You go well. Yeah. So so right. I, I'll tell you one one experience I had at a an event in um, Washington State called Table Mountain. Uh, it was the first time I'd gone there. Uh, I'd heard lots of positive things about it. It's a very remote location. There's a, a nice city about 15 miles away that's got nice hotels and nice restaurants and stuff. So, you know, if you get cloudy skies, there's a bar. There's, you know, places and things to do if you get clouded out. So uh, right. uh, that's a really a nice place for that because of the location of the Star Party, you know, near that city. And... Um, so I had my stuff shipped there, and I sent a, a pallet. The pallet weighed about 1,800 pounds. So in that pallet, I typically have five or six telescopes, you know, a whole bunch of eyepieces and accessories to show. Of course, you have to have all the supporting stuff like a pop-up tent and tarps to cover it in case there's rain and clamps and bungee cords and, you know, all the necessary stuff to, to be a, a presenter of your product. So I had this pallet of uh, merchandise sent to the uh, Table Mountain Star Party. It's on a farm, and UPS only delivers there twice a week uh, because it's so remote. So my sure. stuff got there uh, three days before I did. Um, no problems. Everything's fine. I get there. My, my pallet is where it's supposed to be in approximation to where I'm going to set up my little tent. And uh, I... <laughs> I unload, I set up my stuff. Uh, during the event, we got a couple of days of rain. So as I was okay. tearing down to leave and repack the stuff to go home, 
I fill up this uh, pallet with merchandise, and I contact my office and tell the office to tell UPS to come and pick up the stuff. So a week passes, and there's no word from UPS about the pickup yet. So we start investigating, and it turns out that the U.S. facility in the closest city hires a contractor to deliver the stuff. So we finally okay. get in touch with the contractor, and the contractor says, uh, well, you know, Mr. Bragg, we've been to that location twice, but we can't get the pallet off the ground. And I was like, what seems to be the problem? Well, it's sunk with all that stuff in it because of the rain. <laughs> so it oh, took boy. two more weeks. We actually had to pay the contract company to come and disassemble the merchandise, take the pallet apart, essentially, put the pallet up on the truck, put the pa- the merchandise in the truck back on the pallet and re-prepare the pallet to be shipped. It took three weeks for all that to happen. <laughs> so that, that's one of the logistic, the logistical nightmares that occur when you don't have a way to drive into that event. Uh, now that I'm working for yeah. Celestron, we, we are um, shipping merchandise to someone, someplace close by, uh, even a hotel close by, and then renting a, you know, a minivan or a, uh, you know, a rider type truck to take the merchandise from wherever we can get it to out to the star party location. There, the people I mentioned at uh, El, at the Golden State Star Party that own the ranch uh, that have, have taken my kids out and given them a good time on the the ranch um, have agreed every time for me to ship merchandise right to their house. But I do have to get it from their house over to the Star Party site, so I have to get a big SUV, make a couple of trips, or get a you know, a little rental van or something like that to get the merchandise there. Yeah. But, but generally speaking, uh, I take, you know, a ton of stuff and I, I, I'm not exaggerating on a ton. It's, you know, not far from being a ton and, and weight, but it's, uh, yeah, well, I've seen, I've seen some of the, you've shipped me some of the yeah. stuff before as well. Yeah. I remember, uh, in my early days and you, and you tell me, I'm going to send you a pallet and I remember getting the pallet like, The first time Um, I went to a star party, we shipped a uh, max mount and a 20-inch max telescope, uh, a Cassegrain for that. The telescope weighs 202 pounds by itself. The mount weighs 140 pounds. That's just one thing. So it took its own pallet. (laughs) I bet, yeah. Oh, the the max mount. You don't see many of those anymore, do you? No, there's still a few in operation, though. No. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, wow. for sure. I'm surprised. So if anyone's listening that has a Max Mount, I want to <laughs> And I want to see a picture. Video would be better, yeah. right? Um, uh, and I, I just think even just the idea of a 20-inch FCT is okay, amazing. So, so that, um, t- that leads me into going back to Cherry Springs. There is a guy in the Pennsylvania area. I'm pretty sure he lives in Pennsylvania. Uh, he brought a, a trailer with a crane attached okay. to the ceiling of the trailer with a 20-inch max mount set up for, for Cherry Springs. He made it portable. He carried wow. that in his trailer. That's what people in this hobby go to. You see you see Dobbs, you know, 30-plus-inch Dobbs. Oh, that yeah. doesn't – you can't put that in the back of your Yugo, man, you know? <laughs> no, you're right. There's, there's a gentleman um, – and uh, I think any uses this the clear sky chart yeah. or clear sky, sky clock, whatever you want to call it, um, will have will um, 
uh, appreciate this. Um, his name is Attila. He is a gentleman in Ottawa, Canada, Ottawa, Ontario, Canada, and he he has created the clear sky chart or clear sky clock, whatever you want yep. to call it. Um, and he's got places for all over Canada, all over the U.S., um, and some other places around the world, wherever the information is available from uh, Environment Canada in order for his thing to work to make the graphic that he does. So he had, uh, at the at Starfest year, was a 35-inch or 36-inch dog. And it's go-to and tracks, yeah. which is yeah. awesome. And and uh, I don't know. I hopefully he'll he'll bring any. Um, but I I'm I'm full of that. Uh, just from a conversation I had with them. But because uh, yeah, it is a lot of work uh, to bring and to have to uh, call. He uses binoculars yeah. to call made it, which is really yeah. neat, right. Um, I remember looking through it. We looked at. I looked at um, twice. Looked through it. One was he had it on the dumb, dumbbell nebula, and. The other time was on actually the little dumbbell nebula, and the only thing that was missing was color. Other than that, it, I saw all the structure I would normally yeah. see if I was yeah. doing image of it, and it was just really amazing. So you're right, like the, the, those star parties uh, or any star party, that's when you get to see some of the really cool uh, things you wouldn't typically. And you know, most people I have not met anyone who's who said no, will be more than happy to let you look through yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, and, and to see something really cool. And uh, I think that's one of the reasons why Attila brings his scope out so everybody else can sure. have that experience. And uh, um, I think that's just really, really cool. Yeah, that's, that's, that's uh, one of the things with. I love about the events is the people are there to share. Um, they go to yes. these gatherings to get information from their fellow amateur astronomers. You know what? What software yeah. are you using? What camera are you using? What uh, what mount are you using? How are you? Are, right. are you set up? You know what are you using to help track it? What kind of guide scope do you have? All these other things, um, and and the guys that bring big Dobbs are more than anyone else willing to share the, their eyepiece with you because they know they have probably the most spectacular views of anybody at that event, and they want people to get that experience. Yeah. So, yeah. I'll I'll never forget uh, the views I've seen of M13 was through a 16 inch mm -hmm. dog with um, uh, binocular viewer, a binocular yeah. viewer, with with a set of Pentax nice. pieces. There, and it was it was it was three dimensional, yeah. right? And and the resolution on it was oh the skies are great yeah. so it helps, uh, but the resolution on it was so amazing you could almost start stars and. Um, uh, yeah, I'll never, I'll never forget that. And uh, a gentleman named Glenn, he actually, uh, Glenn Saltzman. I don't know if you used to work at a dealer here in Toronto um, called Epson Science when yeah. they were around. Yeah, I called him. Yeah, and uh, yeah, that's his scope, a 16-inch dog that he uh, he created a, a split ring mount. Actually, really cool. sounds awesome. Um, yeah. So, hey, Greg, you know, I, I we could go on and on forever, right? Because to go through all 100 <laughs> star parties. Uh, and, and uh, you know, there's some great, great information. There. So thank you You're very much welcome. for sharing um, 
and, and you're always welcome to be back on on the list and uh, we should we should make it a uh, a regular thing i i think oh, if you're sure. open to yeah. it um, you know you know it, it, restaurant has some great product we didn't get a chance to talk about much now but you know uh we could talk about some some Celestron product and some grids and and how it helps the imaging community and and visitors and so on. Um, uh, so I, I you know like that conversation yeah. for sure. Um, you know Celestron has some of the best equipment that you can get um, uh, out there. You know if you're an imager and you want fast optics, you want high quality high quality optic telescope, the um, the Ras the Rasa eight. Um, the, they're just amazing, and I've seen some of the work that's been done with them, and uh, you, you'll fall out of your chair. Yeah, when uh, especially when you find out that it was only a twenty-second exposure yeah, versus a five-minute exposure. That's what I was going to say. Right. What what it's done is allow the photographer to take lot, a lot shorter exposures than they're used to, uh, and collect as much data as they've always been able to collect with with that shorter exposure. Yeah, especially if you're in in not favorable weather conditions yeah. like I am, um, you can get a lot of data in a shorter period of time and and, and quality data too. So, um, hey, uh, yep. Greg, do do you, do you know the best way to organize a star party? Um, gosh, I sense a joke coming on here. You, you plan yeah. it early. <laughs> That's a good. One. Everybody, <laughs> thank, thank you. Yeah. Everybody, thank, thanks for listening. Driving, um, you know, hit us up on the Facebook group, um, Ask for Photography Podcast. Uh, drop us a message. If you got images, by all means, please share them, and we'd love to see them. Uh, there's some good ones out there. Uh, tell your friend, and uh, thank you very much, Clear Skies. Greg, again, thank, thank you, you very Steve. much. I appreciate really the time, man. Appreciate it. All right, see talk you. to you soon. <laughs>